0: once you set up a panel in the white house you have just parked the issue in the white house uh and that that brings it into play which puts even more pressure on the president to confirm assuming the opportunity is there to confirm and so it just seal it just makes it almost impossible and further even more difficult to back out
1: Welcome back. I am here with Disclosure Advocate Steve Bassett. Steve, it's always good to see you again. Uh, yes. Sir. The circumstances are, it, it sounds like it's dangling on the thread, it being the UAP Disclosure Amendment. What's going on? What's the, what's the latest? It's Sunday, November 26th. What's going I, I, on behind the scenes? I, it's not dangling by a thread uh um, okay that's good but, that's
0: good you No, know, but 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 give some warnings have been put out uh um David Grush went on Joe Rogan hi Joe and um talked about the fact that there's some pushback Danny Sheehan's heard there's some pushback he's mentioned it so okay well there's nothing unusual about that <laughs> this is a pretty intense bill uh and it and and more intense than any of the previous three 2020 21, 22. um and so yeah there's gonna be some pushback and I can I'll get into that but the idea that there's after three tranches of legislation on this and all that's happened and the huge number of articles about this and the social media engagement that you oh, know I would just drop this out of this bill no but here's what's going on uh first of all this 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 extensive piece of legislation uh is really all that they need to do right now to prepare for disclosure uh they had to get a lot of things covered by law uh before the the president would disclose because the the day after that announcement I assure you there's going to be a lot of action (laughs) there's going to be a lot of things happening uh and the government would simply without legislation and other infrastructure in place would be would be impossible to deal with it, it would just be mm-hmm. chaos and chaos is not a good thing so they have been setting up uh structure and offices getting some reports back into congress briefing the congress with classified briefings private witness meetings and all that kind of stuff so so the, the congress is and then the congress whatever the, the ex-member of congress know they will eventually kind of let other people know in the lunchrooms underneath the ca- underneath the hard building and the Cannon building. I So it kind of spreads. Even if you haven't gotten a classified briefing, you kind of know, oh, something big's going down. Looks like it's about the ET stuff. I got a big UFO library. It's about time. Whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's in- ready. But the-, the law was very important. And so this last piece of legislation has pretty much uh uh, pr- will produce what they need so once that legislation passes uh unless it's profoundly diminished uh the only thing between us and the president confirming the et presence would be a fairly robust senate intel committee hearing which is in the hands of mark warner and mark rubio okay so what what made this particular uh pet law Trickier than the previous three, which basically went through with flying colors. Is this the eminent it's, domain issue? Is the eminent domain issue, which was triggered by David Grush. So, as we're approaching this uh, NDAA 2023, David Grush comes forward and um, creates quite a stir. When the United
1: States and China clash, the world will never be the same especially when forces beyond reality threaten to intervene. What if the United States went to war with the People's
0: Republic of China? How would these rivals fight for supremacy on land, sea, air, and across the stochastic streams of time? What wonder weapons
1: would be unleashed? What horrors would emerge from the irradiated sludge of the South China Sea? What heroes would rise and forever change the course of history? Tread into the deepest and darkest dimensions of the multiverse, gaze through a kaleidoscope of fractured realities, and bear witness to the disturbing visions of World War III from today's greatest minds in science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Weird World War, China. Available now from Bain Books at
0: Bain.com. And created a lot of issues and problems for people that were, how would you say, navigating the disclosure process, moving towards getting us disclosure uh as I've discussed at at uh, at length many times ad nauseam maybe even um so when he comes forward and 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 states matter of factly that we have crashed vehicles and bodies uh that definitely uh, uh, complicated the the situation uh, and then of course about a month later not more than a month later is about six weeks later he actually goes in front of a subcommittee of the house and he, he he restates it all under oath and and adds a few more things right uh and by that I mean he was asked some questions like well do you know where these crash vehicles are well yes I do well can you tell us <laughs> actually I can't tell you in open session but I can in a private session which means well we just learned it he knows where the vehicles are
1: oh yeah he said he said as much he knows exactly where they are he yeah, said i man. can give you coordinates but i just so can't do it you're right
0: this is a big deal what do you do right what do you do if you're if you're sean kirkpatrick what do you do if you're the senate intel committee uh, what if, what do you do if you're the white house okay so but i have i'm not in any way uh, uh being negative regarding david grouse he's an american hero if if he believes the uh, the policies that are behind the truth embargo are illegal then that makes him a whistleblower
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh he is definitely having to put up with some problems i hope it's not too serious i mean i've heard various accounts of what he's dealing with some of those accounts are a little concerning but he is an american hero now so when he comes forward and does that big problem and the way the senate De- dealt with it is interesting so grush comes forward on on june 5 and 39 days later on july 14 out of nowhere uh, uh chuck schumer who is the senate majority leader he's not on the intel committee uh comes forward and, and which apparently he can do and says i'm putting some language in this coming bill and what's that language about chuck uh hmm. it is about eminent domain where he proclaims or says that this law as i envision it will make it clear that this non-human technology that david grush is uh, testifying about belongs to the united states government um which is not something he had to do certainly he didn't have to do that um but he had a reason he had several reasons but when he did that, he in this three dimensional chess game, he di- he just made a move that was going to generate uh, 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 counter moves. All right. So
1: it sounds like it's almost an initial anchoring negotiating position where he puts something. Well, you put something that they have to fight against, and then agree to something that they wouldn't normally agree to, but it's much more than we would have expected if we did. Because when I when I saw that eminent domain thing, I was just like, I mean, that's kind of it's kind of aggressive, and it kind of puts like a Lockheed Martin. Because Frank, we all know Lock, Lockheed Martin has 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 some of this stuff. General understanding. And, yeah, it's, yeah, general understanding, and um, the other thing too that 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 act doesn't specify and doesn't go into which is a huge complication is if they have these craft and if the government gifted some of this stuff to them yeah they kind of and at the same time in an anti-competitive way other companies have gone since long since gone bankrupt that didn't have access to this technology there's also a huge wave of potential litigation that's waiting in the wings well, this so, this has come up
0: yeah. uh you're right yeah. it, it could be a bargaining chip that's one of many things that it, it could be about uh and the legal issue has been raised already okay by supposedly Rogers but it could have been McConnell but I think it's Roger um so okay but let me let me give you the full picture on this what the impact of this so he brings out the, that he wants to declare eminent domain on all this tech.
1: advertise on through glass darkly email through glass darkly ads at gmail.com
0: uh meaning that anything in private hands it's already in the government hands is not relevant right
1: it it could be somebody who picked up a rock from slag on their front you know driveway that would
0: also apply to right i think well he's focusing i think on the tech i don't pretty much obvious tech but anything that's clearly of a uh, and I don't mean an asteroid here and I, I don't I don't mean that right I mean right. something that is based on non-human presence uh is eminent domain and the government owns it if to the extent that it wishes to own it and also he wanted in the law that which it shows that it's not he's not over the top that uh you got 300 days from the signing of the bill which is almost a year to mm-hmm. provide a report on what you have not not publish it in the New York Times rather provide it to right. the appropriate entity, which might be air or whatever. So sure, we know. In other words, they want an inventory. Mm-hmm. This stuff has been in deep programs for so long. Now, this is all reasonable from my perspective. Uh
1: so with one yeah. exception. With one exception. Let's say, and I don't know of any cases like this, but that doesn't mean there aren't cases like this. Let's say there's some crash somewhere in the world and Lockheed Martin spends five million dollars to put together an expedition and they independently recover it with their own resources it wasn't granted to them by the government I think there's an argument to be had that eminent domain might be a little bit much of a you know it might be a little bit of a reach however, if the government gifted it to them in the first place and disadvantaged other companies, I have no problem with eminent domain and I the think- bill doesn't seem to make that distinction we're getting a little granular here first of all the government doesn't
0: yeah. gift things the government doesn't gift things to these that's corporates.
1: that's fair. and I assure that's you fair. that
0: any of the defense contractors that help build our nuclear submarines doesn't own those nuclear submarines or any piece of those nuclear submarines all right so they, mm-hmm. they were paid handsomely to do any work they've made a ton of money now again let's just acknowledge there's potential legal issues but that is only a, a a one of many reasons why he made the move that he did so he declares eminent in a domain one of the things that he immediately accomplishes in that moment is to kind of settle the Grush matter so for those that wanted to I don't know go go around the merry uh merry-go-round 100 times regarding Grush uh don't bother because the Senate majority leader just confirmed what he just said uh, if there's no ET technology, there's no need for eminent domain. And only an idiot would, would try to put eminent domain language in a bill about something that doesn't exist, or, or because it might exist. You just don't do that. And so he's confirmed Grush, which cools that down. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. Grush can't be threatened. It just means that it cools that down, takes and, – and backs Grush up, which I think right. is a pretty fine thing that he did there. Okay. The second thing well, he did.
1: And also puts – lockheed's well i keep saying lockheed but defense contractors backs to the wall because if they fight against it they confirm implicitly that they have this stuff and if, if they, they fight against nothing, a pre- yeah if they
0: fight against the pre-disclosure but right. he's not, yeah i wouldn't quite phrase it that way but but so the second thing he did was was make it clear that the senate majority leader is perfectly comfortable with all of the uh actions taken by the Senate Intel Committee which has been leading the legislation the house following for 3 years so he says i'm down with it so he's he's essentially in that one moment he is endorsing the disclosure process working its way through congress so he accomplishes that the third thing he accomplishes is to head off at the pass what could be a very messy situation or at least lay down the marker Now, what do i mean Mm -hmm. so you have x you have x number of uh and it's it's pretty much all defense contractors it it, it, and some somebody may have a piece of tech they've gotten in some other way a little of that but it's all it's pretty much the defense contractors that are working on extremely classified programs and, and diligently and holding faith with the truth embargo and doing their job and and being patriots that's fine there's many of them if disclosure were to happen suddenly funny on a, on a monday or the next day there, there's a lot of these companies they're going to be who have probably even prepared patents in advance would probably immediately move to try to patent some of this uh which then creates a very messy situation all right because again the, the patent's in the process the government hasn't taken a position and so it maximizes the potential for legal mayhem and so by doing this he's put a marker down he says this this is a government property this is eminent domain so now they're on notice mm-hmm. so if the government discloses on a monday they can they can start moving pat- patents out but the government can say, we already made it by law as eminent domain, and so don't bother. And what that means is that it puts them in a position where it, it makes no sense for them to file a patent, but they can then start some legal litigation. And there could be that, no question. And that mm-hmm. is one of the reasons there's pushback on this bill, but it's it's bogus. All right. And here's what I mean: look, <laughs> the defense contractors. Who have made a fortune from the government doing, doing work on all of our most sophisticated technologies. Uh, you know, that you know, in other words, th- this is the stuff that comes under the NDA bills, which are running 800 billion. Mm-hmm. And that's just mm-hmm. what is in the white world. The black budget right. is, you know, substantially. They've made a fortune. So the idea they're going to come forward and say, look, we got to cash in now. The public is not going to be behind them. The public is going to just absolutely tell them to go shove it. And so it right. will be a very, very negative experience for them. And so given the fact that eminent domain has been declared, then, uh, they're pretty much their, their hands are tied. Now, just because we've declared eminent domain, if it, it comes to pass that the government, it gets that law or we have that law passed doesn't mean that the government might make decisions post-disclosure in which there's cooperation between development of this tech in the public arena and these companies have pieces of that action or whatever uh that's that's not precluded by that and but it does mean that that the the sit the public's interest and fairness uh will be uh in play and and uh, and things could be a little more appropriate but some sort of land rush uh, some sort of massive money grab by billion dollar multinationals in order to cash in on et tech after we waited 75 years for this and been denied access to this technology because those companies exactly have gone exactly. along with the truth embargo it's going to be a public relations right. disaster okay so he accomplishes that all right so so far so good but what's happened is that that particular uh language did give the defense contractors a target to come after with respect to certain members of congress and as it happens uh there are a number of members of congress that receive substantial donations from defense contractors
1: like mikey knee turner
0: mike like uh mike turner uh gets a substantial amount i do not have the numbers on um uh uh oh lord the the uh armed services um uh, 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 i get uh, i I'm, I'm a little tired but the armed services uh, chair in the house also i think gets substantial and others i mean it's not just republican or democrat trust me right a lot of the people that are serving on the armed services committee they're getting these donations and so th- this gives leverage to them and i think they're getting some push from these companies wait a minute all right so that that's that gives them a, a, a basis to consider it and also, uh, there's some unhappiness about the, uh, the panel that this legislation, uh, requires to be set up, uh, in the White House. The nine-person panel appointed by the president, which, for the first time, takes this issue into the White House, which, are, which it hasn't been. All right. And there's a lot of good reasons for that. Uh, I say a lot of good reasons from the standpoint of the truth embargo managers. Uh, so because once once you once you set up a panel in the White House, you have just parked the issue in the White House uh, and that that brings it into play, which puts even more pressure on the president to confirm, assuming the opportunity is there to confirm. And so it just seal, it just makes it almost impossible further even more difficult to back out. And so there's some pressure to not do that. So this is all going on. So this has been kind of bubbling, and then uh, they are going to go into reconciliation Monday tomorrow. And and my, and I was being a little lackadaisical about it. I, I didn't. I, it was inconceivable to me that 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 bill could be pulled. But then that sort of got out there, and so okay, I've jumped in. And we're going to talk about how people can help, uh, let it be known that we want, we want, we want that bill as is to be passed. Uh, but we certainly don't want it pulled. My position is that if, if, if it takes removing eminent domain to get it passed without any uh, problems, I'm fine with that. And, and the reason is, is simple. Schumer has sent the message, even if it's not in the bill right so everybody kind of knows what uh it, it will very well come about regardless and so they, they they can pass a law at any time a separate bill at any exactly. time and doesn't 100 to do that so it doesn't have to be necessarily in this bill uh so it's okay because this bill has much more to it than just that uh the fundamental thing that this bill accomplishes is it really completes the whole infrastructure package that has the intention. And this is their intention. It's pretty clear that over a period of X months or years, everything that is in our government's hands, information, technology, documents, records, whatever is going to be moved out from, un- out from under the classification, out from under the secrecy through a process of vetting. Probably more than one, uh, and then things will be coming out in the public domain uh, as that happens, and then the ultimate destination for all the documents is the Arch- National Archives. As far as the destination for I don't know original crass technology, assuming it's no longer needed, I assume that's end up with the Smithsonian. So, in other words, this, and, and then it also gets into the fact that they're basically green lighting. They're saying that everything prior to 25 years ago which is 98 is on a more a more of a fast track now that's interesting right because you know Roswell was before 98 so well, I don't think that means everything but it's it it sort of states it that way which means that what they're saying is is that there's a whole lot of stuff that could be on a fast track stuff prior to 98 doesn't mean everything and and in general what they're conveying is folks look if the president confirms the ET presence, we got plenty of stuff to show you. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming forward. Now, if you want everything tomorrow and you want the most classified stuff, the most, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But there's plenty to show you. It's going to be coming out. You're going to be very pleased. That is the, the basic overall message. And that infrastructure, if that bill passes, is in place. It's They they, they got it, right? And so all you need now is for the, the president to confirm and start using it. All right. So- the the nine person panel is pretty significant uh, because it 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 really doesn't uh, it doesn't infringe on any special interest per se. The only reason for trying to pull that nine person panel is if you somehow think that uh, you can you can slow this process down and and maybe put disclosure off three or four more years. Uh, no. I'm sorry, uh, if, uh, e- either of these chair, uh, think that it's not the case. It's just not going to happen. The, the, the truth embargo is basically cooked, right? It's fully baked and it's going to come out of the oven very soon. Only extraordinary circumstances geopolitically could change that. And there's plenty of candidates for that. So that is kind of the status. Uh, but because of the circumstances, I think now is the time because I have I have told people in previous uh, podcasts, look, we're kind of winning. And so people want to, you know, re- jump up and scream and yell, I'm thinking you know, we're actually winning. So you may want to just kind of chill out and let let us win, right? No, no don't throw anything out that could could muck up of what is already a winning game plan. But this time, I think it's time to come forward. I think it's appropriate. And so what I'm suggesting and I'm doing is how can lots of people let them know easily and without a lot of pain a lot of, a lot of difficulty that they want that bill passed preferably completely intact or in in, in it or almost fully intact and they certainly don't want it pulled okay he, here's how you could do it uh the easy way nothing against emails fine people want to send emails but uh an email goes in one person sees it they may they either delete it store it or maybe they show it to another staffer and that's it uh calls you know you can call uh if a couple people call it's not going to have much impact if a lot of people call it's very upsetting because it upsets their their schedule it it affects their workability and so it's not necessarily a good look unless you're talking serious serious stuff and then forget fax they don't have fax machines anymore so that's out letters Sure, a letter, can, it takes a lot of effort, takes days to get there, and, and then it, it's read by one staffer and probably filed, okay? What is the way to really do it? I don't care what you think of Elon Musk. He didn't invent Twitter. He just bought it. Twitter is the most powerful activist tool ever, frankly, <coughs> to enter the world stage. For people that want to affect government impact government and i hope to god it 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 continues to thrive and grow and gets out of this little funk that it's in because here is what you can do if you go to my first of all if you're if you're not following me please follow me on twitter at at steve bassett at steve bassett okay now if you go to my twitter page or my facebook page paradigm research group or steve bassett uh or even on linkedin uh, I have a post up there that goes to a a a, uh, a, a, a a a update that I just sent out. And what's in this update, right is essentially all the Twitter handles for the members of the House and Senate Armed Services and Intel Committee. E- almost every single member of Congress has a Twitter account Twitter page uh none of them that i'm aware of have a dm page meaning you can direct message them no right. but they have a twitter page and i believe in almost every case only they can post on that their page okay, okay. so but again twitter is in is, is designed uh very uh creatively it's called tagging and for those that most people gotta kind of know about this but maybe they need to be reminded tagging is when you create a post that concludes the handle of somebody. So if your post is a message to, say, Senator Gillibrand, and you write the message out and you go at Senator Gillibrand, uh Senator, we totally support the passage of this bill. We totally support eminent domain, whatever, right? Or we just love the work that you're doing. And of course, this applies to the House members. What happens is, is that message turns up in their notification section. And so, what's going to happen is their notification section is filling up with all of these messages. It's not going on their their public feed, but it's it's going uh, a public page, but it's on the notification. And so, what these members do is they have a staff person that 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 follows that. They're checking that notifications page to see what's coming in. And if something looks interesting, something they feel that that member should know about, they just tell the member, look, check the notifications page. The member just quickly goes goes off Twitter, pulls it up and just starts scrolling it. And if there's 40, 50, 60, 80, 100, you know, tagged messages in there, not long, saying talking favorably about this bill, it gets their attention. Boom. So easy. Right. It is so easy, so fast. Now, it's also extremely easy to do. For instance, what they find if you go uh, if you find this uh, this uh, PRG uh, 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 release that I sent out or the link to it, even if they're not on my my and by the way, if you can subscribe to my PRG update list, that would you'd get it directly and you can do that on the website paradigmresearchgroup.org. There's a subscribe up in the left corner, so you go there and and you've got a hundred email uh, uh, Twitter handles. And so you you come up with a nice message, you know. I'm so pleased that uh, you know. What you, we really are glad that you're do, you're working on this bill, and we want you to pass it. And blah blah blah. And what you do is you simply, you know, you open up your Twitter and you just tweet, put in the handle, and then paste the message in, and 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 do it for every single one of them. So it's the same message, but it's all it's all going one to each member. So it's 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 productive. What you don't want is the same member to get the same message, right? So if a bunch of people are using a canned message, that's bad. You don't want that. And that's why I don't recommend language because everybody is the same language. You don't want that. But you can send the same message to all 100 of them. and You can do it like that, right? It doesn't take long at all. Now, I have put up the t- Twitter handles for the uh, both Intel and Armed Services Committees. These are the two primary committees. Technically, you could do it. And I could put up the handles for all 535 members um, and I might. But by and large, the reconciliation process is going to be determined pretty much in the intel and armed services people that are working on. I'm sure there's representatives and that gets the message, I think, out there. So uh, this is how you can impact this current situation. Now, you need to act immediately. Uh, they're going to be starting reconciliation tomorrow, which means you've got the rest of today, Sunday. <laughs> Go find that, that link on my, my Twitter, my Facebook, uh, uh, and so forth. I, I'll try to get a link. Um, I should get a link on the top page of my website at paradigm research group, research group dot and you can get this already compiled list of, of, of handles. So that is. The fastest, easiest, and I think most effective way to get the message out. Now, if you want to do a letter, you want to do an email, want to make a phone call, that's fine. Particularly if you know the member, particularly if you know one of the members on the staff and you can have that kind of access, give them a call, tell them you really want to support the bill. So that's, that's care to where things are now. Uh, do I think the bill is going to be pulled? I would be absolutely shocked do i think it could lose eminent domain i give it at least 50/50 it, do i think the panel that 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 they're also bringing up and uh, with some concerns i think is about a 25% chance that might be pulled maybe less uh and so there we are uh uh we are approaching uh that bill being passed and then signed right around december 21 of this year and then We sit back and wait to see what Mark Shermer does next.
1: What do you think happens? Let's say this gets signed and let's say it's unchanged, right? I personally think the eminent domain thing will go away to fight another day. But let's just say it passes on December 21st. What's
0: next? Well, first of all, it's a significant bill and it's going to get a huge amount of coverage so the media is going to cover it it's going to be hundreds and hundreds of articles all around the world english language and foreign language i don't track the foreign language articles but i track the english language articles right now my print media archive for this year is up to 1700 articles twice over twice from last year just to give you a perspective and and, I, and i'm getting more and more i'm getting more and more selective in other words in, unless it's kind of definitely clear professional journalism I mean, there's some small little website or a radio station in Iowa, something like No, no, no. But the actual number of sites that are sort of journalism that are have generated articles here is probably more like three to four thousand. All right. And so it's what? it's just a river of stuff coming out uh on the internet in the in the what I call the journalism zone. But I've got 1700 articles from legitimate journalism of, of, of every type already linked on my website. You can go read them all, right? It's in the print media archive on paradigm researchgroup.org. And so there's going to be hundreds that'll come out after this bill all through the end, well, end of December and into January. Right. And I'm going to be doing podcasts. There's going to be a lot of effort on the part of a lot of people to to then make the case that, okay, we have everything in place. Senator Warner, the, the witnesses are ready. They want to testify, mm-hmm. right? They want to testify in front of your committee, not the agricultural committee, right? Not the subcommittee on I don't know, you know, uh, water resource. I mean, they 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 want to testify in front of your committee. That's been where they've headed all along. Many of most of them have been interviewed. These are witnesses at the level of grush or higher and
1: yeah these are pe- likely people who've actually
0: touched or worked on these yeah craft the people that the the, the the people that told grush we are working on the et tech will be witnesses almost certainly and so gee now whether they show any docs or uh, show a couple of hours of gun camera footage or they, they can do anything they want the point is is that mark warner and mark rubio in fact the whole senate intel committee knows that they have at their disposal The witnesses and already information available to them without having to go declassify anything more to absolutely lock this down it's over and what i mean by that is that after a week of testimony that uh, of the of the type that i uh, fully expect the whole world is going to be watching and they're all going to be nodding their head going non-human presence extraterrestrial presence we're not alone And this is this is going to be and and the news media is going to go absolutely nuts because we're talking Pulitzer Prizes here. Uh, And so the president is now perfectly set up. All the president has to do is come forward and say, it's obvious to me, it's obvious to you. We're not alone. And nobody's going to throw their hands up and go, oh, my God, what are you doing? Or this is a political maneuver by Biden to win the election or whatever the hell. No, no, it's going to be perfectly bipartisan appropriate. Now, what the president has known in the past, Mm -hmm. to what extent the president is anyway behind any of this, I don't think he is. Well, it will be on the minds of some people, but basically irrelevant because in the in the end, after disclosure comes out we will very quickly start learning the full picture and 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 the full picture is uh, the government's always known about the et presidents. probably every single president has known but maybe not much uh, and right. has elected to with the exception of clinton and carter which did a little bit have elected to stand out and let the national de- defense people deal with this not going to make it a political issue not going to bring it out but the idea that a president, somebody can become president of the United States and not know that this phenomena is real is highly unlikely. Uh, right. uh, so uh, I, I've taken that. In early days, I wouldn't have taken that position. But now it's up to me. Everyone they know. And this, this includes billionaires like Elon Musk, major Hollywood people. Uh, yeah, a, I think
1: uh, Elon Musk, when they ask him about it, is, is lying because, you know, you can only take a few issues to to kind of um be out on a wing on and this is just not one that's worth it to him he's just
0: he's yeah, yeah And but, but the logic behind my statement is this when you are incredibly wealthy incredibly powerful right the list the, the list of people that want to tip you off on this kind of stuff is a very long list
1: all right and so and so well i mean if you're launching rockets into space you're seeing this stuff Right? <laughs> well,
0: even without seeing it i'm just saying that like there are people you, you're not you don't have to get a briefing from the cia to be tipped off that there's an extraterrestrial presence you just need somebody in your sphere who happens to be a, a tight on this issue just saying privately you know elon you know, they, they, they're the et thing is real and they are working on tech nobody's going to jail and why do you do it you do it because it's pretty important information and this person is incredibly wealthy, incredibly powerful, and you're letting them know that you know some stuff. It just right. is, it cannot be avoided. All right? And now, it, it can, again, so, what that means is a very large number of people of power and influence, uh, including top scientists, billionaires, members of Congress, and the pres- certainly the presidents, have known we're not alone for a very long time. And they right. have all gone along with the truth embargo. Fine. Not all. So, so, the, the idea that the that you can take the truth embargo right up to the line and then hold it right until you're ready to step across the line uh, uh-uh. we're already past that this thing is right. uh is, is is moving on its own and so now tube the question is just out
1: of the tube right yeah tube and, and
0: now the, the question is to, let's let's keep our dignity here right and so by and large this process is doing that it's gotten a little rambunctious in the house but what's going there is basically truth truth gathering or and and when Birchett says there's an et presence he's telling the absolute truth and overall it hasn't been partisanized they've gone out of their way not to it really hasn't been partisanized yet and so um it, it's it's fine by and large the dignity is there now not completely because some of the process was very very awkward and probably the most awkward part of this was the creation of arrow they had to create a entity that would be quote the entity that's going to address this issue uh formally from within the uh, the military intelligence complex based out of the dod answering to the very top people they had to do that because it absolutely appropriate to do that so and they, they couldn't wait and so they set up they started setting that up right away so in the 2020 uh or the the bill signed in December 2020 they 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 formalized the UAP task force uh I think it was still at the uh Office of Naval Intelligence then moved it over to the to the uh DOD and started to define it It was further defined in the next legislation then they then they changed the name they altered its mission statements and so forth the name would change based upon how they were viewing it and it took some time but ultimately there ha- there has been a entity going all the way back to 20 early 2021 or even before actually but ultimately we end up with arrow and and, and a name that was in fact almost exactly right all domain anomalogy analog <clears throat> all domain anomaly resolution office arrow perfect okay fine and it had to have a director and so they they selected a director Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick and that's fine but that arrow then became a big, big target for those that want this issue to go forward and expect things to happen and so forth all right very defined target very defined gentleman. in the very early days there were a gentleman by the name of Moultrie and Bray that were in that kind of position, but it was very early. They didn't really know much. And they, and we knew they wow. didn't know much. And they gave a little briefing. It was very awkward and that wasn't very dignified. But now they have a more substantive situation, but it's in a possible situation for Sean Kirkpatrick. Why? Because as I alluded to earlier, and I'll restate for the thousandth time, for those that are ha- experienced any cognizant dissonance, the creation of Arrow. The passage of this legislation, a an investigative panel set up at the UN, not I mean, the, the, not the UN, the uh, at NASA, right? And anything else that you've seen happen in the last three years from the government has absolutely nothing to do with finding out what this phenomenon is. It's not a research It's a
1: communications management. Yeah, it, it, so is, it is.
0: It is. It is. It is. It is. It is designed to facilitate getting disclosure, right? and so arrow is, was we're not getting any money because there really wasn't anything to do not much to do right and people noticed that was like hmm yeah
1: where's the website where's the website yeah, wh- wh- why I aren't mean, you it's it now, like it, but, yeah.
0: because yeah. It, it's a placeholder what I call a Potemkin village it was set up but minimally right because it's it, it it would be awkward for them to be spending tons of money and arrow to be doing elaborate stuff to try to find out what the phenomena is because very soon we're going to learn they always knew right you know what's not dignified is seti continuing to take money 200 million dollars to look for signal shows uh, signals in the sky when disclosure comes there's going to be some questions didn't you know that they're already here uh no no you mean you're that stupid of course they've known they've always known but you took the 200 million, didn't you? Well, you know, you can never have too many uh, space telescopes. Uh, uh, I mean, radio telescopes. This is not dignified, but whatever. So there's going to be a lot of that. But Arrow was tough and Kirkpatrick was in an impossible position, uh, because to the extent that there was uh, intense interest, he, they were going to try to come to him and he couldn't answer 90% of their questions, right? Even if he before knew. Or he, he just lied. <laughs> Or just lied about it. if if he had to he would lie i don't think i, yeah, I think yeah. that wasn't the default position but if necessary right. yeah you you were mendacious so when grush comes forward it really puts him on the spot what do you do now somebody comes to you ahead of arrow and says well this gentleman has a substantial background and he was in working for the uh uap task force et cetera, et cetera." he says we have we have bodies in crash vehicles what do you think the best he could do and I, yeah. Well, first of all, you avoid that question. You you avoid it like the plague. But the right. best he could do was state that at this time there is no evidence. Arrow has no evidence. There's no evidence in Arrow. Which, Which is, is
1: probably it, true. Like it, the it, actual it, it, office yeah. has no physical evidence that it had put its hands on. That physical evidence is in another compartmentalized SAP somewhere else. Yeah. So he didn't lie, but we, we we like to call these things weasel words. He uses weasel words yeah. extensively, right? And
0: and weasel words are part of politics, and everybody li- uh, knows right. that and doesn't like it. But when it comes to national security stuff, you don't want that. So it's a really t- it was awful. And 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 yeah. he, he 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 pushed back. To try to distance himself from those kind of questions by firing off a letter to about Kirkpatrick, which was not 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 uh, not a good idea and and a mistake. But I'm not. I'm very sympathetic, and so so there's you know it's been a rough ride for him. So not surprisingly, assuming I'm correct and that the the bill was going to pass, and the hearing in front of the Intel Committee needs to be sooner than later we means we'll be in the po- we could be in the post-disclosure world before the first primary i hope to god yeah, um yeah. you want to you want to switch in other words dr kirkpatrick needs to have a dignified exit uh go on to probably a very fine position and he'll be treated well i have no doubt he, he's not really done anything wrong he just
1: no he took
0: one for the team is what he did right yeah. yeah and you bring in a new director who will be very interesting who they choose right you but think you it'll be Colonel i would doubt interesting. it interesting i would doubt and, that
1: <clears throat> and, and why, why do you say that
0: his level of skepticism i think would prove awkward but mm-hmm. i could be wrong right uh again
1: uh, but uh, I, i'm
0: not in a position to even uh, assess that <laughs> um uh if they propose somebody there's going to be a vetting process. We're going to learn a lot more and we may, whoever it is, we may be very comfortable with him. So I, I don't, uh, I, 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 am he's, he's a fine man. He's, he's had a, quite a career. So who could be it? Uh, so just, your, your Ken, network, I didn't say
1: that. I didn't say yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, through, through so, your network, so. have you heard of any other potential candidates that have been discussed? No, I have uh, uh, And I'm
0: sure they're keeping that. They're keeping that. Uh, they're going to keep that private and they'll announce it later next year. Now, so you see the logic of this so now disclosure has happened you have a new director or virtually happens about the you know shortly thereafter that's a new director new world new time no 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 baggage basically uh and sean is is now off doing some of the things so that fits my forgive me i'm getting over a covid infection I mean I'm over it but it it just hangs on yeah. so uh, that that fits the timeline uh and so again I I I want and and when I and when I when people do their tweets and so forth be dignified we, we are still winning right I mean let's don't get angry let's don't yell and scream uh
1: at, yeah. at anybody I mean, have, have you seen Mike Turner's Thanksgiving message uh, uh, <laughs> just, no. just look at the comments that's all i'm going to say just look at the comments that, okay, that that's he, an example of what did he make a joke oh, about the et issue in the, in the message oh, oh no but it didn't matter it didn't matter it was it was I, I okay. ratios ratioed is probably not the right terminology but it was 90 percent was about his relationship with lockheed and classifying reality and, and things like i mean i'll be honest i took a shot too but it was just well just okay reality. and look
0: i yeah uh, again i i i get it right i mean that's let's not
1: think, the way to go i agree 100 like, percent well I,
0: politics is awful now right right and right. this issue has managed to avoid this awfulness i mean really if you think about it think about right. all of the stuff that's gone on in our congress over the last five years uh pick any issue you want this one is pretty much avoided almost all of the what I would call the unpleasantness uh and so forth and so to the extent we can keep it that way would be nice um so I'm going to give uh chairman uh Turner uh the benefit of the doubt meaning that there is a legitimate national security perspective on government contractors and their relationship to the technology and the work that they've done Uh and relationship with government contractors will remain an important matter as long as we're building nuclear submarines and fighter jets right. and satellites. Right. right. In fact, we've got a nuclear new nuclear submarine program in the works right now. It's one hundred and ten billion bucks for nine submarines. Right. Uh I, I was I don't know why we need uh, nine more, but whatever so it's a legitimate thing so you know yelling and screaming at him is is not not appropriate uh so uh I would I would said let's keep it as dignified as we can uh in terms of expressing our concerns about that because we are winning uh and uh uh winning with grace is the way to go and and also try to commit to keeping the I told you so's to an absolute minimum yes um First. i i'm i i'm hoping i can do it but i'll tell you it's tough joel lockenbach who interviewed me 20 some year 20 some years ago right and and has, and has kind of dissed the issue a number of times just wrote another piece in the washington post and i'm going joel my god you haven't figured this out yet in all of these years he's got the science writer uh and, and and it's going to make it so hard for me not hit him, slam him But then I told you so after disclosure. I'm going to try. I swear to God, because nobody wants to hear that. Well, that, that, said, though, hear.
1: that said, and this is not in the bill. I haven't seen anything anywhere else. But there may have been certain instances of what we would call wet work yeah. that was done on behalf of the national security state over the last 80 years. And many of those people may be dead. Many of those people are still very much, you know, if, if true, if true, because I don't know of any specific circumstances that we're going to have to have some sort of reconciliation with that. Now, the question is, is do you have a truth and reconciliation commission like thing South Africa yeah. did with apartheid or? You know, some of this may have been committed on behalf of an SAP that was loaned out to a contractor, and the contractor hired somebody to do this stuff. So yeah, we're getting
0: grain earlier. You know. there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I support rec- truth and reconciliation. I support amnesty, post-disclosure. Um, really, there's uh, this is not this is an extremely unusual, extraordinary thing that's going on. We have to recognize that and not. Uh, and rise above it uh -hmm. I think that the worst the worst things that might the government might be uh, accused of occurred early I think as you move forward in time it falls off falls off and probably the people involved are not even here now uh but um there I I think there was some of that uh and 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 because of the truth embargo and the absence of information it just opens the door for speculation and people are prepared to you know say anything absolutely uh, but Absolutely. look somebody in the late 40s early 50s who really for whatever reason to make money uh, uh or just uh, uh, just because of their personal philosophy really wanted to shove some serious documents about our et program to media foreign power whatever pretty much from the standpoint of the government be roughly the equivalent of of shoving some documents or information regarding our nuclear weapons program, right? And right. if 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 it if it was called for, that person need to be executive action.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, government uh, would have done it, and they would have not necessarily been wrong to do it, right?
0: Yeah, so. again, I. It, but it's not but again. You have to be back then, okay? I mean, at that time, if you put yourself back in that time,
1: uh, uh, yeah. So, Steve, we still do some pretty dark stuff that doesn't reach the light oh, yeah. even today right yeah, look, I, some of it's and some of it's necessary so i well let
0: me do it this way we have we we have done far far worse things by magnitudes uh in terms of of um violations of human rights and and also uh now, policies that have killed lots of people uh, then uh, weight magnitudes more than anything that was done with respect to this issue all right yeah. so we have to keep perspective here right, right. Uh, you know if you want to if you want to get jump on the United States government for doing bad things there's a substantial list and that the casualties are large so uh I just want people to kind of keep that in mind uh this is the truth embargo was probably the wrong policy it was a mistake and there's you can make a somewhat intellectual case that it was it it it. remember it this way where the truth embargo becomes for me a serious matter a really serious matter is in a context which is uh, it, it's it it is it's, it's just what it is N- in other words what would have the 20th century been like if we had disclosed at, at Roswell what what would have happened if, if Truman had, had simply told Ramey take a couple of weeks let me think about this talk to his people and said look these things have been seen the Foo Fighters whatever they apparently can come and go when they want uh we just finished winning a war government's very 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 strong right now people are looking up to it let's just tell the people they can handle it and we move forward and so the world learns in late 1940s early 50s that we're not alone and we have tech and then project out how the 20th century might have gone look we'll never know and while I I I think somebody will write a novel about this uh, where it's like a like one of those uh, that uh, the the that fantastic series and book uh man in the high castle which is basically a novel mm-hmm. about how things would have gone if the, okay, Germans Dick, Japanese right. won the so this would be how what would the 20th century have been like from 40s on if we had disclosed in in, in 48 49 50 i can uh, intellectually i can make a case that it, it would have made a tremendous difference and what happened in that period This this last 76 years which is god awful i mean let's let's face it right it's awful what has happened in the 76 years not 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 we didn't have another world war three but we had to spend trillions of dollars avoiding a world war three that would of course been nuclear we've had Mm -hmm. all kinds of proxy wars trillions have been spent uh uh because we we're we're still at each other's throats on, on in every way possible Uh, and our worldview really hasn't changed much from, from what it was at the turn of the uh, the 19th century. And so I can make an intellectual case to myself that what was lost by initiating that lie in 1947, reconfirmed in 1953 was incalculable. But that's, that's not, that's kind of an intellectual thing you, you can't really get too overwrought about it but when you start yeah, talking you
1: can't about, you can't prove a counterfactual right like exactly it's, it's,
0: now if you want to when you get into Vietnam I mean you can talk about an actual really hard clear evidence for what a catastrophe that was uh mm-hmm. and why it uh, shouldn't have happened and uh and get pretty upset about it but historians I think will do this I think they will they will analyze this and and decide uh what might have happened and they will go into that and 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 why would they do that and I'll tell you why because it can, it can happen again right I mean it, it, you know it, it might not admittedly this is so unusual but the idea that a major government would completely present a false reality or deny the the a truth of extraordinary importance to their citizens can still happen again uh I in a
1: democracy that, and a democracy no less yeah well it happens you know
0: all the time in in, in dictatorships and so right. forth and so nobody's right. shocked by that but uh uh in in, in a de- the democratic world it could happen again and and uh so understanding and assessing intellectually what would have happened if the truth embargo had not uh started uh, is worth doing i i happen to think that the the cultural impact one of the one of these one of the uh, ontological impacts of the truth embargo ending, what we learn may very well be so strong that it will literally affect <laughs> the willingness and the successful ability of governments to play these games, uh, and. and might even initiate a kind of truth movement where certainly in the democratic realms possibly even the political realm uh telling the truth becomes fashionable and lying becomes uh uh uh, under much more uh negative scrutiny and and we might move in a very profound direction uh there have been talk about this in the past uh secrecy reform and so forth of uh, really lie reform uh uh and it could it could trigger it it's of, of a magnitude capable of doing that uh so in other words it's so unfashionable to lie that you now have to tell the truth right and this this is a big deal right I I, I can assure you in in a, mo- in, a, in, a, in a lying in ancient times who gave a damn it's not gonna make much difference but in modern era where you have all this technology and the people, ability of people to follow what's going on talk about what's going on lying is immediately it's like it's like it's immediately infectious in other words it immediately gets out there and starts doing damage right and yeah, the damage yeah. spreads and so lying is really a problem it's like if you think of the body politic which is simply a uh, a yeah. concept that compares the your fundamental society to a corpus if you think of body politic every lie that turns up is kind of like an infection Mm -hmm. and big lies big infection lots of lies many infections and if you've got enough of that stuff it infects the body politic and the damn thing dies right and so we are literally our body politic right now is heavily infected with BS lies nonsense and and we're dying. it's kind of dying in a way now I don't think it's going to die so this this is getting kind of I don't know you know in kind of a uh, off off matter if it's off topic but uh when when we talk about worldview change uh there's a lot of things that you could get into but one of the ones that I feel may have a shot in terms of really significant worldview change is that the major governments particularly Democratic government are going to realize that like lying is extremely destructive to everybody including them including the government itself but the the and and one of the 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 maxims i've been using now because it's true uh particularly when somebody brings up that ending the truth embargo is going to upset some people or uh some religious are a little upset or whatever what else is new and there's always things upsetting people all the time is that if somebody were to somehow become so disturbed by learning we're not alone that they took their own life would be terrible by the way the number of people taking their own life in america is at record highs i mean you it's it's, it's tragically an right. epidemic uh that would be a tragedy okay but the lies that government has promulgated in the 20th century have killed millions
1: If you enjoyed today's video, please hit like and subscribe. And also hit the notification button so you can be notified whenever I post new content. Thank you. Now, if you're enjoying the channel and you wanna support it, there are several things you can do. In fact, there are five things you can do. The first thing you can do is just buy my books. I got plenty of books out in the market right now and I would prefer that folks buy a book rather than giving me direct support because they get something out of it. they get a real tangible product. The second way you can support me is by becoming a member on YouTube or becoming a patron on Patreon. And just go to either site and it'll explain everything. way you can support the channel is by checking out my merch site which is here there's plenty of stuff that you could get to support the channel and i'd appreciate that you you have it and can wear it not only do you help support the channel but you also help promote the channel and i appreciate that the fourth way that you can support the channel and this is really easy is anytime you want to buy something on amazon literally just go to the description below and click on any link literally any link the channel gets a cut of that and it costs you no extra money you just go through the link as i'm part of the amazon affiliates the fifth and final way you can support the channel is through donations now i don't prefer these because it's more of a expression of gratitude but you don't really get anything out of it as a subscriber in the channel however if you decide to do these options there's two options there's buy me a coffee which is a separate site and there's also you can go through youtube with either a super chat super sticker or super thanks. Again, I prefer buy me a coffee because that organization takes less money than Amazon does. But either way, I appreciate any support you are willing to give the channel. So thank you very much and keep watching. I really appreciate it.